for me and a liquor drink. Welcome back to the Beards Watch Podcast, episode 208, Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement. Back to Zoom because of Corona still. And of course, as I've been saying, might as well use this time to get people to join who wouldn't normally be able to stop by on a Tuesday evening since we're all over 30 and working on the regular. So, Jeeves, we're going to start with you. Struggle Bus McGee today. All right, is everything all right? Yeah, everything was good. Okay. I was saying before the podcast, I was doing a little bit of testing for work, so I had to change some things around so the videos could come across, all that, all their websites are good on my computer, so I had to figure out how to switch it back, but we're here. Okay. Um, if you guys want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Jeeves1988. All right, and Jeeves, when you mean work, you do actually mean work, and that's not a code word for something else, right? Yes, not anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just making sure. All right, Duvall, back again. Still rocking the phone. Months and months in a quarantine for these Zooms. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, thanks again for having me. Yes, I'm back to the phone. And still no haircut. Still an afro, man. I'm thinking I might go through the whole rest of the year. Man. So oh, you, you've I, moved. I, you've moved the goalposts yeah, now. Yeah, I, I, I think I may do. I, you know, I was talking about my birthday, but you know. I just embrace it to go through the rest of the year. So we'll just see how things go. Okay. Uh, but, uh, again, thanks for having me. If you're looking for me, Twitter, Rod versus Duvall. All right. For me, JRL Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, the Beards Watch on Instagram and Twitter, our YouTube with our brewery reviews, our burial carts, and our watch videos. They see me rolling, subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff. And then if you're feeling frisky, Jeeves, you got your shirts, right? Yes. So if you're feeling frisky, you know, go buy a shirt like Jeeves did. A couple other people got them. We'll and blast those out when you buy them. So, all right, our guest for this evening, for this episode, is a young lady I met, Ali. It seems weird when I was talking to her how we graduated college almost 10 years ago. Met, I want to say, 2007, 2008, freshman year. Partied a good little bit. Then she became our student body, like, president, SGA president, for our senior year. And then we all went our merry way, and as this corona was you know, evolving, I was like, who else can we get that would join that we couldn't normally get? And, of course, I figured, oh, yeah, why not Katie Marshall? She's always doing some crazy wild stuff with some martial arts and some axe throwing and move into a new city. So I was like, oh, this is perfect for the podcast. So, Katie, take it away. Thank you so much. Yeah, the uh, the math of when we first met is so difficult because when you think college, yep. you think you graduated. But actually, we were there, you know, single digits of the yep. 2000s. We're here now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm Katie Marshall. I, if you want to follow my Instagram, it is going to be a lot of cat pictures, <laughs> and it's super K Marsh, which I picked up when I was running for senior body president. Yep. That was uh, cool and also powerful. Uh, super K Marsh. Uh, now I am. Four years into my business where I've worked as a presentation coach and communication consultant. So if you are giving a presentation and you just 
don't know what you're doing, I come in and help you either write it, organize it, and then help you practice the delivery. I work with small business owners, big business owners, entrepreneurs, college students, PhDs, uh, the whole thing, and I really love it a lot. I am about one semester away from completing my master's degree from North Carolina State University. Nice. Really thrilled about yeah, the whew, part-time master's has been great. It's all online, but also hard because it's a master's degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the references that you made earlier, Jacob, uh, martial arts, I have... Uh, two black belts. The first is in Kempo Jiu-Jitsu. The second is in Balin's Walk, which is a stick-kick system. Uh, and I throw axes for open axes. All right. So before we get onto that, I like to play a game with people who haven't been on their Twitter in a very long time. No. And see, and see if uh, what the first question is: When do you think was your last tweet? The date? Uh, I'm stressing. I think it was 2013, and I think it's going to be done. Okay. You're close. It was November 13th in 2014. And as I scrolled through your Instagram feed, it was basically it looked like you had linked your Instagram to your Twitter. So anytime you posted on Instagram, it also posted on Twitter. So it was a and it was the link of the Twitter, not the actual photo. So when you clicked on the link of the Twitter, uh, the link for Instagram, it's uh it's basically it's hard being king. It's hard being king of the day in uh and if infinity scarves go out of style is the day I freeze. That's what you. That's what, and it, and it was still an active Instagram post, but that was a good solid six years ago. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating because I think my first tweet was something about like honestly, I think it was like R.I.P. Michael Jackson. Yeah, it was my first ever tweet, and so I was like, how far are we going back? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, I didn't go. I, I I scrolled a couple times through the laptop, <laughs> and I was like, I, like the the first. 30 of them or 40 of them were just still the Instagram ones. So I said, okay, it must have just linked those. But that was the last tweet in 2014. So It hopes that my Twitter had been taken over by bots by now and that they were running with it and it's selling you stuff you didn't want. I hope that it... <laughs> it has not done that yet. But at least you've got a nice, clean Twitter back, like history, nothing too crazy. So. Listen, child politician, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get back. So you graduated college. What did you do as we all kind of entered the workforce? Were you working at like a car dealership for a little bit or something? I was working at Volvo Trucks. Okay. But at the corporate side. Okay. I was 21 at the global corporate level. Just by sheer, like that was the opening. And they kind of hired me as uh, an online communication specialist. They thought I knew a lot about the internet, but um, I didn't. (laughs) I had a communications degree. And I was like, I can figure it out. And so they, they hired me. So I was working with people who had been working longer than I'd been alive. Yep. And a lot to transition. So I worked at Volvo Trucks corporate for about five and a half years. Okay. So then, so then, well, yeah. What'd you do? What took you from that? So the, the five and a half years. Did you start getting your masters then, or was it more of a different transition and then get the masters? Different transition. Yeah. Yeah. Volvo and I was with a lot of really great people, but. I, Fortunately, unfortunately, I realized that I loved uh, training and development and speaking to people and being a, a speaker and a trainer, and I just wanted to do that all the time. But my job was supposed to be just me at a computer writing news items, and that was the job. Yeah. Other stuff, but that was mostly a job, and I was like, I have, I'll die. Yeah. <laughs> I'll die. Um, and so I started to do a bunch of volunteer stuff, and so I started to, just such a nerd, I started to voluntarily do employee trainings. Okay. 
do a lot of really cool stuff. After I did the uh, TED Talk in 2013, that really was like my initial tipping point. Okay. I did that, and people were like, oh, she speaks, make her do this. And so I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then I just wanted to do all this extra stuff. And so my, my bosses would call me in and be like, that's not your job. You have to stop. So I started to use my ETO days, my vacation days, to go lead um, employee trainings. And wow. That, that, that was the point where I was like, we have to go. Yeah. And I think. So when I coach people, you know, I've been coaching people in career stuff since I was at Volvo and, and now afterwards, I tell them, like, have a plan, and I just absolutely didn't, which is, like, I'm going to die here. <laughs> so uh, I left in 2016, I was like, I got to go, and I uh, just started to figure it out piece by piece. And the transition initially was uh, odd jobs, like being a catering waitress, which I yeah. never done before, working at coffee shops, teaching a lot of martial arts, uh, just figuring it out, and then finally, like, just through pure networking and, and having the experience, people started to hire me as a contract trainer, and it just built out. So you 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 quit a job before you had a full time job net lined up. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a big that's a big move, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So much. Yeah. So much peanut butter. Yeah. Just, like, just me and my cat and eating peanut butter. Like, what are we gonna do? But I mean, sometimes that can, when you do that, it makes you grind a little bit harder because you don't have that fallback option. I mean, you always knew you could probably return to Volvo if, if it just, you fell flat on your face. That job's going to be there, like you said, till the end of time, till whenever. But you also don't want to live in that regret of looking back when you're 35, 45, going, what if I would have done this 20 years before, you know, and all that. So, you, so you've got, you basically your own small business. Okay. Oh, I just uh, just did my taxes, so yeah, I am. A- <laughs> okay. I'm just, just crying about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so. How has that been during this COVID time? Is it a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of Skype calls, a lot of? Uh, Microsoft Teams is one that shifts me up. Okay. Comfort zone. Yeah. More often, but everyone's like, "Let's use Teams." Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a lot of video calls. Luckily, a lot of the people I work with are in different countries anyway, okay. or they're in different states. We were doing a lot of video stuff anyway, coaching calls. Um, so that, it was pretty seamless. The big difference is that my big gigs are me speaking in front of a room and training people, and then the value of that, like, insider business tips, is when you get in front of people, they see you do the thing that you're talking about, like, we're into the way she does it, let's hire her for us. Yeah. So that is non-existent. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's me talking to people. And then what's really uh, what I'm quite grateful for is a lot of people are showing up out of the woodwork at this point in the year. And people are like, well, I guess we have time. I guess I can develop my speaking skills. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Nice. Go. So are, yeah. are you kind of like the speaking center at UNCG? Yes. Which was, I also worked at the speaking center. That was okay. You got it. You nailed it. Okay. Yeah. And when I was coming back into, uh, or when I left Volvo and I was trying to figure it out, I actually contacted the director, Kim Cuny, and I was like, I think I might start. I think this might be it for me. And so she helped me finagle a master's job at the speaking center. And so my initial step into grad school was going back to UNCG, which was its own kind of humbling. So yeah. I don't know if you guys have come back to like your undergrads, all your alma maters. I don't know if you're going back to KDR or anything. Mm-hmm. But man, I've left, like I'm trying to be humble about this. But like, you're like, I spoke at graduation. Like, yeah. I left a pretty good dog. And yeah. then when I came back to UNCG and I was sort of, like, um, like wounded and, and hurt to know what I was doing, it was rough. 
Yeah. So I went back to speaking center. That was good. But trying to – it wasn't where I needed to do. Yeah. Master. Yeah. I mean, getting back – to me, it's always like going back to school is a tough thing once you've been out for a little bit too and you've seen the real world because – the school grind is a whole totally different grind. And now you, you've got more bills. When we're in college, you start off freshman year, you know, everyone's got their own journey. But you don't have too many bills. I know I didn't have too many bills besides just maybe my drinking budget, my food budget, and that's about it. You know, and then as you get a little older, you, you add some different stuff, be it if you get a car, be it if you get your own apartment or whatever, utility bills and all that. But, yeah, now it's like, oh, I got actual full-time rent and internet and everything and there's not too many free resources that are available for you, so, sure. yeah. Oh, and I think the, the worst, you know, I was trying to go back to these classes, and they were like, you, you know, they say, like, write about what you read, and I was corporate, so I was, like, writing in bullet points, which is, uh, yeah. Because you're, like, give us a paragraph, and it's just like, I forgot how, I forgot how to do APA citation, because <laughs> I need it, yeah. uh, which they didn't like. It was rough, and I was also in a room, that was 20... 26, about to be 27, when I, whatever you want to call that transition, either I quit or I started a business. Or yeah. Something. And I was sitting in this room with like 22-year-olds who were fresh out of undergrad, and they were doing the thing of going undergrad to grad school. Yeah. And they would they would talk about stuff, and I'd be like, God, that's not what happens. And it's not like I was like 26 and like this old stage, like I didn't yeah. anything. But I knew enough to be like, that's, that's not what happens. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was hard. But yeah, we're, we're, we're here now, and I... I figured out um, it worked, and I figured out how to get the, the master's at NC State, but it feels good to be here now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very proud of the transition, but it was not great. Now, okay, so you've talked about – so you did – I just noticed on your Instagram, you did move from Greensboro to Durham. Are you there in Durham full now? I'm here in Durham right now. Yeah, okay. Covered, covered in books. Was that more so to get closer to help – like with the masters, or is it just more of the vibes you wanted to get and try a new city? Uh, I wanted to try a new city. Yeah. So I've been coming to and from Durham for about a year because I threw axes here. Okay. Um, so I started to feel really good about the city, and I just started to realize, you know, Greensboro. I've been there since 2007. It was the longest place I've been anywhere, mm -hmm. and I wanted to go somewhere. And so I originally thought I was going to go really far. So I did this thing. Uh, I first I thought I was going to go to Portland, Oregon. Like I'm wearing a flannel in the summer. Like yeah. In uh, I stayed out there for like two and a half weeks. Brought my cat on a plane. It was a lot. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. And then I, you know I came back and I was like, oh, I think I'm good. I don't need to live in Portland. So I stayed in Greens for a couple more years. And then I got issue. I was like, I gotta move. I gotta move. Well, my majority of friend group from UNCG lives in Philadelphia. Okay. So all the all the girls that I used to show up there at KDR with. Yep. Most of Philly now. Yep. So I was like, I'll I'll move to Philly. I stayed there for three weeks, and I knew like, that's not where I need to be either. <laughs> um, I love Philly forever. I want to visit yearly, if not more. Uh, but it's just you and a lot of buildings, man. That's you know, and I've come to realize like Philly is a very if you grew up there, you love it. But if you didn't necessarily grow up there, and you're staying for like you said longer than a vacation, you're like, nah, this isn't for me. I remember a couple years ago, my job flew me out to L.A. Because I'm in, you know, sports and everything. And it was like, you know, they always ask, would you mind moving out there? And then being there for like three or four days, the hustle, it's not that I couldn't do it. It just, you know, growing up in North Carolina, you got some back roads, you got some, you got, you know, it just, it was a different pace. And it just was like, this isn't where I would necessarily want to be 
even if I was making like if you're making a lot of money, whatever. But still, it was just like I don't know if I'd want to do this. And you can you can realize that in a couple, like you said, a couple days, a couple weeks. Yeah, you start to feel it. I think especially the, the point about the hustle, you know, with Philly and I think any of these big cities that I, I love very much, you have to, you got to plan out how you're traveling. Yeah. Like here, like Carolina, Greensboro, Charlotte, you can just kind of get in your car and figure it out. Yep. And in Philly, it's like, okay, I'm going to walk this far. I'm going to take a weird trolley thing that I still don't really understand. <laughs> and then I'll get there probably. And then I'll Uber back most likely. And you sort of have to, it's like everything is, um, a hobbit's journey. You're like constantly journeying places, and eventually, I was just like, "This is a lot of walking." Yeah. For movies, like I gotta go somewhere else, and then it, it just became very apparent how much I loved Durham. So it was, yeah. it was like a love move. It was I like the city. It was a lot of people I know here. And what's wild is I signed the uh, the lease in like February, and then the entire world changed. Yeah. I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Durham, no. <laughs> so you talked about getting to Durham through yeah. the axes and through college and everything, grad school and everything. So let's jump. Let's start with well, what came first, the axe throwing or the martial arts? Ooh, martial arts. Okay, so let's start there <laughs> because I've I, again I've seen a lot of your your Instagram stories, your Facebooks. You, you're doing a lot, and you, I don't know that much besides like watching Beverly Hills Ninja or the Three Ninjas as a kid and all that stuff. So for the for the layman's, the dummies out here for karate or your martial arts, how, one, how did you get into it? And then, yeah, obviously explain again what you are doing and what you're certified and all that stuff. So how did I get into it? Uh, I actually hosted a networking event for UNCG, for the UNCG alumni. Okay. When I was into that. And at a networking event, uh, I met my eventual first martial arts teacher. And I remember meeting him. So I'm communication-based. You know, I've got a degree in communication studies. I'm a communication consultant. The way he spoke and the way he carried himself and the way he operated, I was like, I want to do whatever you're doing that got you to this. He's like, oh, okay. okay. I'm teach martial arts, I guess. I was like, cool. So my first class was me and, like, three older white dudes, like, at least 40. <laughs> 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 and then they just severely kicked my ass for an hour and a half and I was the first time to think about so what was I I was 23 at 23 I had given a TEDx talk I just won the Young Alumni of the Year Award I had a banging corporate job uh, a lot of good relationships uh, and you know I just figured out how to straighten my hair properly so it, was <laughs> it. it was the first time that I did something where they were like you're not only not good at this you're going to get laid out on the and I was just like, okay, I got to go back. Because something was missing. Yeah. I felt like a fight energy in me. Okay. Um, it's like your avatar people, like I am Fire Nation. Um, <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> <not> <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, so I needed to do something that made me feel like I was earning it. Yeah. Because I started to post, I just got all these life achievements before I was 25. So I stuck it out, got severely humbled until uh, my black belt, and I got humbled some more. And then once I hit my first black belt, uh, during the time of black belt, I was focusing on tempo and jiu-jitsu. Tempo is hard, fast movements, and jiu-jitsu is slower, smoother movements. Okay. Uh, tempo is more attack, jiu-jitsu is defense. From my understanding, oh my god, you can ask anyone who does that, they're going to tell you something different. That's my understanding. During that time, we also started doing our niece. So our niece and a screamer, those are with sticks. And yeah, that's, that's the stuff I've noticed. It kind of looks like you're in like a drum line. 
But you're also, yeah, okay, but yeah, but it's like sticks, but like karate or martial arts, yeah. yeah. Yes. So it's, um, it's a Filipino martial art. And uh, starting with just a lot of people needing to fight and not having swords or knives to use at the ready, because a lot of them got taken from the Philippines when they were invaded. So they started to get really good at stick work. And I got obsessed. And there's a lot of research behind stick work that says it helps to, like, soothe your ADD. It helps your memory. It makes you a little bit smarter and calmer. And it worked. I, I really liked it. Okay. And so I got hooked on that. So I got my first black belt. I started teaching. And then I was needed more... Yeah. And I hunted around for Balintuak. And Balintuak is what I, I just got my second black belt in. That's what I'm teaching and I really love. It's really fast stick work. It's like boxing with a stick. Uh, it's, it's just the absolute jam. So what is, is this is, what's the ultimate goal with this? Is just this a hobby? To, like you said, work on your, work on just yourself? Like, ADD, yeah, if you have, yeah, work on your ADD or work on whatever it may be, you know, it's just um, an outlet. Yeah, my life mission now is to learn as much as I can so I can honestly teach as many women and female-identifying people how to do blitz walk. So okay. I think it's incredible. But it is, a, it's martial arts. It's pretty male-dominated, which is not bad. I just want to see more women feel empowered by it. Yeah. So that's my, my goal now is to get, to improve my skills and continue teaching. Okay. So that I can uh, bring more women into it. Do you feel like you would be able to whoop somebody's ass if they tried to jump you on the street? Well, there's one good way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so much you said, bring it on then. Huh? Okay, okay. Um, so you're, you're go ahead, Duval. You're the fem- I was gonna say, so you're basically in essence, you're the, the female version of your stick. So I've had the female version. <laughs> I try to be like water every day. <laughs> yes, that it is. Uh, that's all I need to know. See, I'm a Bruce Lee fan, so yeah. Yeah, and then to like I remember watching like uh, the B Water, the thirty for thirty they had on, they had on him, just made yeah. so to kind of just hear this, and I'm pretty sure like he his skill set was kind of like very unique, and it sounds like you kind of have came to master that same kind of unique skill set to kind of blend them all together and kind of bring that awareness to women. So that's really good. I know one thing: if I'm a girl and I get into it, I know who's wrong. Call me. I'm happy to have your back. It's my favorite thought that I could have someone's back rather than, like, I've got to, I try to keep it under control. It is my job, but I do have quite a mouth on me, especially when I get under pressure. So I would love to be someone's support rather than the one who started the fight and wanted to end it. Yeah. That's my goal. And I, yeah, I'd rather help you than be like, oh, great, I got myself into this. Like, I feel like take off, like, my second plan. I'll think, all right, yeah. <laughs> So, do yeah. you think you'd potentially, like, own your own studio one day? That's a dream. Yeah? Yeah. I, I would love to. I, I will say I helped run my first school to whatever degree that means. Uh, and I've got a lot of friends who run their own schools. There's a lot of different models. And I'll say a lot of them are, I mean, no, how can you have predicted COVID, honestly? Uh, but, yeah. You know, you can't touch anybody. Yeah. You really can't, which really sucks. Yeah. Um, a lot of us are stressed. Yeah. Uh, there a lot goes into it. That's what I'm trying to say. A lot goes into it, and it's all hard. You you do it because you love it, and it's uh, a little bit of the Batman rule. Like you have to either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Mm-hmm. Because either you just keep your school small and you get to love it, or you got to go a little bit commercial and you got to become the like oh, I can help you change your life in 40 days if you do this thing with me. And it's <laughs> kind of yeah. Uh, so I it yeah I want to. Okay, so do you where, do you want to become the villain, or do you want to have that happy medium of? Do I want to become the villain? 
Like, no. No? I would okay. like to keep it smaller. Keep it. But two, I'm, I think the dream is to be one of the traveling teachers that I know. There's some people that just go around and, like, pop into other schools. Mm-hmm. And they, like, five-hour seminar, and then they're out. And I think that's a – as a consultant, that, like, makes a lot of sense to me, to go in, to help people solve some problems, give them some stuff they can use, and then get out. Uh, yeah, I think that would be ideal. So with you said COVID going on, are you doing more – like Zoom, Skype, kind of lesson classes then? I mean, how does that kind of work? I mean, obviously you said there's not really any contact unless you put your own pillow or body bag in front of you or something, but what's, uh, you know? Uh, yeah, I am, um, luckily I've got this, uh, this lamp is like on fire behind me. Yeah. This lamp, like different, uh, you know the ones that you had in like your first apartment? They have like the different strands. The different strands, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was teaching them over video, they were like, Hey, you could just use that. So I have used a lamp to demo on, um, mostly in the air. And I do a lot of Zoom classes. And I've done a, uh, one of my friends at the school had an entire online seminar, which is really dope. Done that. Um, I, you know, I teach two girls specifically, and luckily they're sisters, so they're always around. Yeah. So at this point, like, I'll give them a drill, and I'll be like, okay, you guys do it. And I just sit there, like, just kind of like, with my coffee cup, like, okay, no, you grab her left hand, okay? Good. <laughs> but, okay, just it, and I, like, kind of, we figure it out. Okay. I think like everybody in any industry just figure it out. Yeah. Well, I had a question. Go ahead, Jeff. Take the black belt test like once, like once a year, or is it once you get a black belt, you're black belt for life? <laughs> I hope it's for life. <laughs> I do think if Grandmaster showed up at my door and was like, "Prove it," I would have to. Is what I maintain. I think it's uh, how do I want to phrase it? I earned it. It was approved of. My certificate is signed by every teacher that was there. I ran the gauntlet. But if at any point Grandmaster was like, no, I'd be like, okay. Like if I, and I don't think they revoke it just because like you suddenly start to suck or you like gain weight or whatever. I think it's like if I did something bad, like if I did something that was of low character or if I was just horrible to another human and he found out, I think he'd be like, you're out. I'd be like, yeah, for sure. So it's, it's an honor system as well so no it's it's a one and you're in but if you do something horrendous to other humans and it's um yeah there is a there is a line okay what was the what was the hardest thing you had to do to get the black belt (sighs) all right first one for kempo jiu-jitsu my test was seven hours long which is a work day yeah that's getting beat up so is that that's is that seven hours of physical activity? Okay. Wow. Holy moly! Since I was the one on the line, they're like, "Get in there! Don't fight this guy!" I'm afraid. Um. So that was hard. Um. I would say memorizing the forms, and then having to do them when you're exhausted and you have to go fight more was hard. Like your mental uh, capacity fades pretty fast when you sort of turn into an animal. Like I can do that part pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I remember like my right foot goes here, my left foot, like that was harder. I would say for, uh, for Glenswalk, you have to, to hit level six, which is like the black belt. You have to remember how many do you have? 24 disarms and then 12 semi-advanced techniques and semi-advanced are, um, you're in play. Suppose you have sticks, you're hitting your sticks back and forth. And then you have to pop off basically a disarm like mid strike which is like double dutch, but it's on fire and someone's hitting you. And so that was, those were the hardest parts. And especially doing those when you're, uh, when you're like performing in front of people. Yeah. And 
like Grand Master, the guy who brought this thing from the Philippines to New Zealand to Australia to America. Like this guy's just sitting there watching you. He's worked with Dan Ansano, who taught Bruce Lee. It, there was a lot. So yeah. I, I think doing those under pressure is the hardest part. Well, that's a, that's a lot of pressure. Um, I, I commend you on all of that, and I know you Thank kind you. of mentioned how you had to like continue to fight for seven hours. That's some game of death shit. Okay, you're gonna go up these stairs, and here's another one. You got to yeah. yeah. <laughs> At one point, they just—it's so fuzzy because I was just so in it. But at one point, they just need us to do a horse dance for five minutes at like the six hour. Just, just cause. You did a what? What would you say it was? A board stand? Horse stand. So like Horse. you're in like, think of like a squat and then like make it wider and then lower. You just gotta. Wow. Stand in it. And you're just still, I was, I, you know, I, I talked to get my nerves out. I was just spouting nonsense. Just locked in. <laughs> uh, out of here. But you know, it's, it's also, uh, what I learned later from one of my teachers who's a friend is that part of my test was if I was going to quit or not. Like, yeah. And I think that's what I really admire about martial arts. It's not necessarily how good you are as a uh, technician, not necessarily always you remember it, but are you going to stick it out when it gets uncomfortable? Because jiu-jitsu is so intimate. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, all the groundwork. It's just you, like, your face, like, in someone's knee, and they're, like, just holding you like a baby but trying to kill you. It's a lot it's a lot of tightness at once, so, so you, it's just, you, you There's nothing to think about, like, when you went to that first class and it was just 40-year-old dudes and a 23-year-old girl, like, um, maybe this is a little strange if we're just all hugging and, and, and touching and... How fast I would tell myself to get out of there. Yeah. This is not a safe place for you to go somewhere else. <laughs> One other, and there was, like, a whisper of another girl in class. You're like, oh, there's another girl that comes. Uh, it turns out she's, like, a like 15-year-old prodigy at this thing. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't laugh or smile, just stares into your soul and takes it. And they're like, yeah, there's another girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm... I'm, I'm oh, I would have laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Because that, that, to me, it seems like, you know, just a little... A couple 40-year-olds just trying to get a little, you know, feel a little young again. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you were, you know, for the most part, good dudes. Uh, and Part of what inspires me to be a teacher and bring more women in is that yeah. first couple years of experience where it's just me out there, like, is this right? Like, you just doing that? Yeah. <laughs> so now I try to be like the female teacher that I needed. Yeah. I just walking in, like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard pressed to, it would definitely be hard to do regardless of, especially like I said, 40 year old men and a 23 year old woman, like, oh, what's going on? But like you said, you're trying to, get more women involved and get young, younger people involved. So, so, okay. So what now, what's your, what's your next goal? What's the next step with these? Okay. So for martial arts wise? Yes. For martial arts, when it comes to bullying talk, there's seven levels total. So six is completion of the art. Black belt, you got it. You can walk away. Seven is fully qualified instructor. And to get to FQI, you've got to bring another student all the way through one to six. So it's like a two to three year commitment at least. And you've got to teach them everything that you know, everything in the system, and then come up with 24 of your own techniques. And so that's the next goal, is like getting a student, getting them to like it enough to stick it out for two to three years, and yeah. enjoy it, love it, fall in love with it the way I did, and then finally to, to test for FQI via a fully qualified instructor. 
So are you on the road to that? You've got somebody in like two or three, or is it still a no? No, I got my, my COA last November. And then, you know, you kind of take a break because your body takes a beating. I'm, you know, I'm almost, I turned 31 on Saturday. Yeah. So like, like I'm a little older. Yeah, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? You, yeah. you know, 10 years ago, you were about to celebrate your 21st birthday. And now you're like, yo, 31, and I'm icing it up from this jujitsu. I just wake up hurting. Yes. Um, I remember when I started, I thought it was like super good for me. I was like, oh, throwing myself to the ground. This is like good for me. Uh, it's not. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, so now I uh, know. So, oh, yeah, so I took a break after my test, and then you kind of ease back into it, and you've got to refine your why. Because for a long time, your why is I got to nail this test. Yeah. And then it's kind of like the. Uh, Whenever you all achieve something, you know this, you like, you peak, and then you do it, and then you kind of... Come down. Yeah, the come down, yeah. Where am I? What yeah. am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so I had to take that meandering walk, which unfortunately, I finally saw at the top of March, and then it was, um, don't come back here, because yeah. we might have the zombie apocalypse on our hands. Yep. So, yeah, so it's a little stalled. Now is the time for me to do, like, a lot of what the really incredible martial artists do, which is, like, go inside yourself, like, find your strength. Learn your skill set on your own. Um, I do that a lot by just like watching TV. Uh, so I really like the mission at hand is to get better. Okay. Right All right. So then you you're doing this, but you're also always throwing some axes. Where at least before COVID, I saw a lot of the throwing axes stuff. Love These have recently. I mean, we've got a couple here in Charlotte, but they recent like what within the last five to seven years that they've started popping up. Has it been longer? I don't. I mean. I've I would imagine it's technically been longer. Yeah. It's always, like, some of my favorite weirdos that just want to throw stuff at yeah. stuff. I'm sure it's been around. But have y'all all gone? Like, have you ever gone? Actually? I, have, I haven't been yet, but we. But I know, like, my dad's gone and talked about it. And I've seen, obviously, the diff, different people go and, and throw them and stuff. Yeah. I've, I have thrown them at the Renaissance Festival one time years ago. You know, you pay your $5, you get your three throws, and then you keep it moving. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah. So, but I mean, I feel like it's just the, not even like the, po- like, I guess the, the popularization of it has become, okay. maybe because it's social media and now you can see more of that stuff because it's advertised. As like you said, I'm sure there was always some people who were just like, hey, let's get together in our backyard and throw some axes because it's been around since steel was invented. So, yeah. we, um, I've got some people lovingly call it a uh, Canadian cornhole. Okay. I don't know if it started in Canada. <laughs> uh, for me, this is uh, actually like many other people. I saw the Jason Momoa videos. And okay. I, mean, I don't know if that was the tipping point. But I think for a lot of people, they've been viewed a lot. You see this, you know, like super tough, beautiful man. He's yeah. thrown out the board, and you're like, I want to do that. And he's like drinking a beer. Yeah. Like, oh, loud. Right. Throw a deadly weapon while drinking a Tell me more. Yeah. And um, so that's that's how I got into it. And it was one of those things that I, I do in my life. I mean, you can trace it back to uh, being in student government, being a speaking center consultant, uh, doing a TED Talk, uh, starting a business. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, I will do that yeah. thing. And so I, you know, I did a couple, like, event-style ones where they were like, okay, like, throw it over your head like this. And I was like, oh, I was really, really bad at it. Yeah. Wildly upsetting because I needed to be good at it or else. <laughs> and I sucked for a long time. And then I joined a league because I just am not good at like progressively doing stuff. <laughs> um, so 
I joined the league. I bought my first axe on the first day of the league. My first match was against the previous league winner. And they all look at me like, oh, just like have fun, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, do your thing. Uh, just, you know, laugh super hard. And then as the seasons went on, uh, my second season, I got like most team spirit, which is really cute. And then I got most improved like twice in a row, which is really interesting yeah. to think of like how far I went. And then they're like, and also more we see. So that was good. Yeah, so I, I really like it a lot. I think the leagues are the way to go. It's like bowling, but axes. Yeah, so what's the price? What's your price point um, there? Like, what's the price of your first axe? First axe? I don't know enough to be super dangerous right now, but you can get, like, you can get up there. Yeah. But, like, your starter axe should be, like, 30 to 50. Okay. Not more. If yeah. If someone's going to get your first axe for $50, that's going to be a deal. Cold Snow was my first, and it was, like, $30. Uh, and then, but you can get like super, they're like, this axe is like a hundred years old, you know, maybe $500, and like people will. Mm. Uh, you can get really artistic axes, those get pricey. Uh, so that's, it's about 30 and then the league at Urban Axes is like 125 or 140 but you're throwing every, once a week, and you're getting like three or four games in, and then you get like $10 walk-ins versus like a $20. Gotcha. Walk-in. Yeah, it, it ends up saving money, I think. How, how many do you have in your collection now? How many axes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have two on my wall because they're so pretty. Okay. Uh, I have a big axe, which is like a major moment. Like, so your regular hatchet is like, you know, standard pro. And then your big axe is what you do for tiebreakers. Okay. Uh, so I have my first big axe. Uh, how many axes do I have? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five or six. Seven. So do you do you throw all those during? No, uh, no. no but I think it's, it's like so. Is, is is it like wearing a pair of cleats or like you said a bowling? Like it's just something. Whatever you're feeling yeah. the vibes from. Yeah, or if like one of them's letting me down, like I try not to be mean about it. Yeah, like, you need to sit a couple rounds out. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also it's like so you'll uh, just like anything else, like any sport. Uh, you'll shift one thing and then everything else changes. Yeah. Like, uh, if I shift my foot a little bit, I've got to reassess everything else. Yeah. And it's just in martial arts. It's all about the setup. So however I, I set up is how I grow. Okay. Change on the axe. What, what's the most expensive axe you've seen? I've seen? Yeah. Jeez, uh, like 350 at least. Wow. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm still pretty new to the game. So yeah. I think I'm missing like the... But you can really get into it. People just make incredible axe art, which you wouldn't, you know, yeah. what it's true. But yeah, I can, you can get into it pretty fast. Have you had the urge to, like, chop down trees at all? Now that you've got, like, eight axes sitting there, like, hey, you know what? I can't throw today. Let me just start, you know, doing some landscaping. landscaping. <laughs> I've tried to go to buddies um, and houses and, like, throw them with their axes in their backyards, which is not the same because the fun of it, like, anything else people yeah you get like you know like one friend but it's just kind of like eventually you're like okay um what it did do when i was really desperate uh, my friend of mine had a target and they had you wear out the boards pretty quickly and he had a worn out middle board so i took that home with me i propped it up on a chair like outside my house and just threw it at that and you would like hit it and like it would fall and so that would be like the reset i'd have to go and reset it so i i have thrown it stuff i haven't thought about chopping down a tree yet okay 
really like the, the reason the reason I ask is like we my wife and I you know in the middle of quarantine you're trying to do stuff and there's some oh my God. there's yeah. there's there's like a row of trees that's a little too close to the house and you know you're like you know what one day we're like you know what? we could chop these down and then you get like eight swings in and you in, in a tree that's only like you know a foot in diameter or whatever you're thinking that's not that bad you get eight swings in and you're like this was a mistake I should not have done this. And in me, though, I'm not going to quit. I got to finish it. And we eventually got it down. But that moment when you're chopping a tree down and you just feel like you're not going anywhere, you're just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and, and I'm sure you were sore the next day. Like, oh, hell. Yes. <laughs> but the most the most physical work we've done was we just repa- replaced a fence post. And we got one of those post diggers. No, that you. right there. I don't know how people before machinery was invented put up fence fence posts because that, especially in North Carolina, we, we like after about a foot, it's just all red clay. So it feels like you're just digging in solid concrete, and that's all you're really doing. And I mean, you talk about being sore. I mean, that was just an un, like that's that strength. If you did that every day, that's the, like the un, like it would never leave you strength if you did that for like 10, 15 years. Yeah, we did, and we 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 had like a whole like, hey, we're gonna chop one tree down a week. We've only done one tree, and it's been oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's only been it's been like six weeks, seven weeks since we chopped that one tree down. So that's how. <laughs> the quarantine projects that I look at are like, how can I learn the I Y dance from Goofy movie? Okay. Okay. Yeah, but I mean. Apparently we're going back down, so maybe I do chop a tree down. Yeah. <laughs> that's I know, that's what it, it feels like, you know, they they just announced what all the school systems now every county can have their own deal. They can decide what they want to do, but yeah, I I keep seeing if everybody just puts a mask on, I feel like everyone keeps saying we can be out of this in like a month, two months. But I just so, so many people just hate being told what they what they should do that it's just mind-boggling out there man it's crazy i mean i look at i look at a mask like a seat belt you know to where the the government's trying to help at one point they did seat belts were required and a ton of people were dying and then they said okay you gotta have seat belts and people were pissed off and then it saved some lives obviously you can't save everybody or whatever but same with the mask it's like just throw that thing on and keep it keep it going it's not that big of a deal Hairdresser who picked up COVID without knowing it, and then saw like a hundred people, but none of them got it because they were all wearing masks. And I think about that every day. Yeah, it's just, it's just worth it. And also, I like talk to myself a lot, so not knowing this. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I. It was. It was funny you brought that up. Oh. Yeah, I was. I was with my sister and my wife the other day. We were talking about something, and they were like, "Yeah, you don't even have to do your makeup now from like your nose down. You can just do your eyes and your eyebrows and your forehead, and you're good to go." And I was like. I mean, I've never had to have that issue, but how many times have you smiled at somebody with a mask on and then you realize, like, oh, it doesn't even matter. I just smiled just to be nice, but they don't even know I smiled at them. I was um, yeah, I'm talking with a friend, also in communications, and we were talking about, like, the enhanced non-verbal, the brain mask, especially hanging out with friends. Yeah. So I said, like, my friends and I will hang out and we'll sit far enough apart and we'll, like, wear a mask and then we'll, like, pull it down and, like, drink and be like, blah, 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 and we'll put it back on. Um, but the non-verbals that now go into it are just being like, it was a great day. Yeah. Like, I had a great, like, I love what? And you just have to, like, over-emphasize everything yep. else because, like, you're, 
It's just not there. Yeah, it's not. It's college mode. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I I do have a, uh, I've got a question. Sorry, I had to get to my wine. (laughs) Go for it. Don't judge. Okay, so Katie, I've got a, I've got a question. So, with you being such an expert in martial arts, and I I know as, as, as a guy, you get competitive and all that type of shit. So, has there been a guy that, like, say you're, you're like, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a black belt, and they're like, bullshit, you can't whip my ass. <laughs> and then, like, you know, he comes to you, and y'all, like, playing, and then you, like, hit him with, like, a punch suit, and he's like, okay, never mind, I'm leave you alone, or he's, like, never talking to you. Like, like has that uh-huh. ever came across? Because, I mean, I mean, that's, you've been pretty at it for at least 10 years, so I know there's got to be some guy that was, whether it was a bar, an asshole, or something, you know, something. Okay, so what, um, here's what usually happens. Very rarely do I have a guy be like, prove it. I was, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I have the, the communication skill set to usually get myself out of that, where I'm like, you need this right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I go that road. What is coming to mind, there's this one time, it feels like a hundred years ago, but I'm sure it wasn't. I went to a beach bar with my parents, my mom and my dad. We're just a couple of like lovely down to earth squares. Like they're not party people, they're not racers. But for whatever reason, my dad had a beer and he, these people tried to take our table while we were sitting there. You guys know beach culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here. Um, we're still sitting here. My dad gets kind of rash about it and he's like, hey, you can't take our table or my daughter's going to kick your ass. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh god, I was not. I, oh, I think I just got my black belt. I was just like, had just been reawakened to the fact that I didn't know anything. And I was just like, I'm sorry, your daughter will do. What? And, and, and here's why I knew I had it. Oh, this is gonna be mean. This is gonna be divisive, but stick with me. The woman with the group backed down. She's like, well, just let you know, like my son has a black belt in Taekwondo. And then I was like, oh, I got him. Yeah, no, we can do this. <laughs> story of starting out with two like three or four 45 year old white males in a in a we- abandoned warehouse i think is enough to like okay 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 but that's that's enough for like a a, a low b disney disney movie you know what i mean yeah like not too high of a budget but you can get there Jeeves, are you ready? Hold on, I gotta open the Yep. Alright, so it is gonna be our, uh, what is it, Jeeves? Oh, Warehouse Distillery. Oh, Jeeves, that's, we got, Jeeves is on struggle bus today. It didn't come through too good. But I don't know what happened. I Struggle bus, it's alright, Jeeves. Every dog has his day, it's alright. Um, our notebook, so I sent some questions, everybody knows about our notebook, sent some questions to Katie. Katie, have you picked one out? 
pretty excited about it, especially based on like our conversations. All right. Remember, you have to answer it too. I can answer. Wait. No, I'm filling. I'm filling. Okay. Um, how long would you last in a zombie apocalypse? Which, like, if we don't know this answer now, we got it. Yeah. Now, the gentleman. How long are you lasting in a zombie apocalypse? Are you a sports fan and wondering why guys like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are drinking wine rather than the bush light you might be drinking right now? What if I told you I'd be willing to give you $50 in free wine to find out? High quality wine is both enjoyable and easier on your body. So if you've been thinking about trying some good quality wine, but you're not really sure where to start, you're stuck in the house and looking for some entertainment, or you're already a wino and looking to try something new. I've got a great idea for you. Scout Circle allows you to have a variety of wines that are cleanly crafted and handpicked by a level 3 sommelier automatically shipped to your doorstep at your desired frequency. All the wine inside will be in, will be free of any chemicals or added sugar that you'll see in most wines in the store, and they'll have the lowest possible amount of sulfites included. So you can forget about the beer bloat while you're drinking or the headache the next day that won't come with the highest quality of wine out there. And each box comes with fun facts to teach you about the wine that you're drinking and you'll, and about the small vineyard that you're helping to support. Plus, if you're still hesitant, all the wine in your box will come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're unsatisfied with a bottle for any reason, just let me know and I'll replace it for you with the same one or any other wine on my site at equal or lesser value. To sign up, just head to my Instagram at wine under the bridge and click the link in my bio. If you have any questions when you get there, just send me a DM. I'll be happy to help. New members that sign up for this program before the end of May will receive $50 in free wine credits when they receive their third shipment to use on any additional bottles that you left. So head over to at wine under the bridge on Instagram and eliminate the guesswork while trying something new and fun with your family or friends. A glass of wine a day will keep your beer good away. Cheers. So and do we want to find the zombies? Is that important? Do we are they like running zombies? Or are they walking zombies? Like, do we need to talk about that? Or are you guys like? No, I, I my my thing is Let's like walking. You know, we're people walking, right? Walking. They're running one. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah just the, or whatever. No, thank you. See, the thing I always get more worried about, and as as the Walking Dead has told us, it's most of the time not the zombies you have to worry about; it's the other people, you know. But if you I mean, I don't, you know, I have no firearms in my house, so I couldn't defend the house too, too well. I would say I'd probably, I can get by at least a couple months. I don't know, maybe like six to eight months. But I think I would have more trouble running into people that, because people are just can be evil. There's so many evil people out there that are, as we've seen in the last crazy little bit of, you know what I mean? Like if we don't want to dive into politics and everything, but... We've seen there's just a lot of crazy, hateful people. Yeah. That, to me, would be scarier because then they know there's no law and order. You know what I mean? So that... People, but, like, the like the lack of resources, like, how yeah. we... Excuse me, all lost their minds over toilet paper? Yes. Like, not always, like, the evil, like the evil you can sort of figure out, I would imagine. You don't want to deal, but you can figure it out. It's the people that are just scared. And yeah. they're like, I have to kill you because I'm scared. Like, yes. that's the kind of... That's nerve-wracking. Yes. So I'll, I'll go... Eight, I said six to eight months, but yeah, I'll say yeah, six months to six to twelve months. Who's next? I don't know. I, 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 I'm looking. I don't know, man. Oh no. But like, I can't. Uh, I, like, 
because I can run a little bit. I got a little bit of stamina. The shit hit the fan, and I couldn't get so far in my house or wherever I was. I could just run. So I would say, I would say probably somewhere around. I, I give myself probably about six to eight months as well. Um, and I would stay fucking put and just yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all I got. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy playing zombies on Call of Duty and shit. And I only last. And see, I think that's the key too, Duval. Like, it seems like always in those zombie movies, the trouble comes when you have to leave. You know what I mean? Because then you run into somebody, you run into zombies, you run into people. But like Katie was saying, you at some point you're running out of toilet paper. You're running out of I don't know your basic needs, either your water, your food, whatever. And if you're in a sub- suburban home, it's not like you've got too many deer animals or something that you can actually eat and run into besides if you get a little garden or something going but that to me would be the, the tough part you can hunker down in your house for a while but yeah. having to leave and go out and get some of those supplies would be the the, the breaking point i guess yeah yeah, yeah. jeeves um, where are you at i'm on the same same boat as uh jacob i don't have any i don't have any guns personally in the house but Oh, okay. I would, I would get behind him. And then basically be smart from there, like use it sparingly. Um, and then, like, like you guys touched on, come down to having to go out or having to move to the next spot. Like this spot's done, all the resources are done. You have to move, say. Say you've got to move to Huntersville, we've got to move to Gastonia because they have more resources. You come in contact with the people, you don't know how they're doing or whatever. And it's just, can, once you move, I think, you move. Yeah. Basically. I think I just came up with some great content, Jeeves. One would be you at like a shooting range because you shooting a gun would probably be fantastic. In a controlled environment, obviously, safely. All that. Two. Oh, you would be airing that And then two, it would be fun to watch Jeeves go up against Katie in like a just a quick demonstration match. Like you know, what was it? In, was it in Miss Congeniality where she does the? What is the? Is it? I can't remember the. Uh, okay, uh, head. Uh, yeah, like head, eye, one of them was balls or nuts or some, or groin, something like that. I think putting Jeeves up against Katie in one of those control, you, Jeeves, you could wear some pads and just let her kind of like beat up and just like do some demonstration of like in cases like if a, if, if someone tries to grab you in a grocery store parking lot or something like that. Say what? Like a, you mean like a self-defense kind of class? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if you were the dummy in that like just the, the 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 workaround dummy, I think that would be great content. So, Katie, if we came up if we came up to Durham after the COVID times, yeah. could you put on a demonstration and Jeeves be the dummy and re-record it? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Oh, that's all right. Jeeves, are you, would you be down? I'd have to think about it a little bit more. <laughs> I can't put me on the spot. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, ne- I never asked. I can't put the dummy on the spot. I think it'd be she, great. She's going to treat you like Mike Tyson's friend. <laughs> 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 yes. 
All right, we're. This is. Gonna kick in, my butt's gonna the <laughs> uh, we will definitely make the. I don't know how long it's gonna be, but we are gonna get up there at some point, and we're gonna make this happen on like a. Yeah, we can do it. Look, we can do like a weekend trip. Saturday, Jeep can get his ass beat, and then Sunday we can go throw axes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeeves, I'll just buy your beers for the weekend. Don't worry about it. Hey, he won't, he won't fill a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be able to poke Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> then you won't be on my axe throwing team. That's all I know. <laughs> I think it's the zombie apocalypse. Here's what I think for sure that gets underestimated is that it's all about your crew. And yeah. And you have with you. Yeah. It's not necessarily like, like Jeeves, your roommate, like he's got stuff and you've got stuff. Like it's just what the people around you can do as well. And I think that's the trick for those things. So I think that I would do well if I could get my crew together. Unfortunately, everyone's really spaced out. So it's like, can I, uh, like, get to Winston? Can I get to Greensboro real quick? And, like, convince them all that we're going to stick it out together. Uh, But I do wonder often about pets in the apocalypse. And Ah. I think that would, like, emotionally, maybe it would fuel me to to lose my cats to zombies. But I I would really recommend it. I don't know. If I had, like, a cat and a baby Bjorn and, like, fighting zombies, I don't know. That sounds like a Walking Dead character coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a big axe behind yep. There you go. So, so then how long How long do you think you will last then? I think I see it to the end, but it's just pure stubbornness. Okay. And just going, what informs that, besides just my own ego, is that uh, just years of running a business without really knowing what I was doing required me to have like this survival skill set that I never had before. I was like, how are we making it next week? Let's find out. Yeah. Um, and then I would make it, and I would keep making it, and that's how I knew. Uh, so I think that was a lot of different awareness training. I, it's just imperative. Like, get a buddy, like, get a good group, and, like, you have to – it's like your quarantine, like your COVID group. Like, your people that you're allowed to see because you guys aren't, like, going anywhere. Yeah. Like, you have to – got to be trusted them all. So I think once I got my crew, I'd be good. Okay. That was – I just remember the question I had for you before – Right. If anybody wanted, like, how are you putting on classes via Zoom? Like, how would they reach out and get involved? Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm doing uh, FMA self defense, which is Filipino martial arts self defense. That's every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. You can join in from anywhere. Uh, and if you're interested, either message me on Instagram, which is super Kmarsh, or you can look up on Facebook as well. It's you know, Katie Marshall. Uh, it's it's a 45 minute class. It's the price range is like five dollars to twenty five dollars, whatever you can pay. So, oh, yeah. okay. Awesome. No problem. No, that's that's good stuff. Do all Jeeves anything else? No, just thank you for for everything. I learned a lot about. So, so and also, if anybody needed like a social, like someone to come in and help them speak, you can do that as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be an email or, I mean, honestly, you can go on Instagram. Uh, my email is marshallkatie, K-A-T-I-E, three, at Gmail. But yeah, absolutely. I'm doing, I'm thinking of coaching clients, thinking of group work. Uh, we're doing it all over video. What, what is your business, what is the name of your business? Creative Machine Consulting. Okay. Is it just you? Do you have a couple? Just you? Just Okay. Yeah, all right. Is there any, do you have any final thoughts, any questions you've got for us, anything else before we exit here? When we're not talking about all of my hobbies, what do you guys talk about? Like, what else is the discussion on the table? Is it, like, whatever the night feeds you to? Yes. Like 
Okay. That's usually how we go. You know, we have a couple beverages. We see yeah. what's kind of happened. Uh, we try not to get too serious. We try to be an escape. You know, like if there's something that's that's happening in the world that's serious, we'll talk about it. But we try to be the escape and have a little fun and have cut loose a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, we'll talk. The Panthers have been very disappointing for us these past couple months with what they've done. So we've talked a lot of Panther stuff. I know you're not a big, you know, pro sports yeah. person, but. And we can, we, like I said, we can talk anything and everything. So, you know, we'll go down it. So, politics as well. Yeah. Well, I mean. Unless the person that's on wants to talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Just, you know, be, be that escape of something where you just take an hour and just let your mind kind of just flutter away and laugh a little bit. So. Yeah. We, especially lately, you just want to hold on to something that's not, like, great. Yeah. Like, and I think that's been the interesting thing, like you said, it. I feel like during this quarantine, it's some days it's felt like it's been three years. Some days it's felt like it's been one week. Like it's very, I mean, I can't believe we're almost halfway through. We are halfway through July. And this started like the week after St. Patrick's Day. And it's just kind of like, you know, we the old saying, you know, time stops for no one. It it marches on no matter what. And. That's just kind of been the weird mindset of it and kind of how this world has changed in a different – all these working from home now. I mean, that's – it's Duval, I think you're going, what, probably to the, to the new year working from home? Yeah, yeah. Personally, yeah, that's what in the new year? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be a while. And for me – Yeah, and for me, it's been they, – they were like, oh, we're going to come back June – Oh, then it was July, and then they just sent something like, oh, now it's going to be September. And it's really just hard to imagine, and that's why I think the school thing's wild, is trying to put everybody in an environment, especially back in an office, where you're going to the break room a lot. There's so many people touching and breathing on each other and talking, and, and you're not the, – the, the realization of how much six feet apart really is is now a thing, and like how cubes are so packed onto each other, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. and we had a little uh, a little minor uh, minor breakout at our work. Someone had traveled to a wedding on an airplane, and then came back, didn't know, and then got the person he works next to sick and test. You know, he tested positive. They both did, and then luckily I had taken a week off during the July Fourth, you know, time uh, of holiday. And this all happened while I was off and coming back, and people were like freaking out and. Rightfully so, because we still don't really know what this does, you know, down the road if you get it, but just a weird time. It's a very weird time. Yeah, I, I think um, the stuff with the offices, I remember when we first went under, you know, quarantine, and everyone really took it seriously. And I remember seeing a, a meme that was like, they're telling you two months, they can't tell you six won't do it yeah and i think about that so often because it's like now whenever people are like oh we'll open back up i'm like i don't know man like just maybe it's tell me straight like we're not yeah okay. i can deal yeah figure it out uh yeah it's hard i had a similar breakup a friend of mine let me know that they had it like two days after i seen them and i was just like i felt radioactive yeah i was just like oh my god i'm a bomb like don't come near me yeah. weirdly enough i got tested just out of curiosity and I came back negative uh, but it was a, it's a weird feeling to have that kind of responsibility. You're like, I really need to, I really need to stay home. And I think that's what it emphasizes to me our point about the mask. Like, if this is the least I can do, yeah. just whatever. And I think that's, it, it's also like trying, the mental game to this has been so, 
interesting because you're trying not to freak yourself up that much where you're like the world's ending and I'm going to die tomorrow. You're somewhere between that and like everything's going to be okay. And it's just like trying to wrap your head on. Like I remember the first couple weeks of it, you know, you, you pull your trash cans down at the end of the road and then the trash people come and then you pull them back. Someone got on the next door app and was like, did you guys see that the trash people didn't use gloves and and I had just brought my trash can up. So now I'm mentally freaking out like, oh, what if the trash man had it? Now I touched the trash can and put and then I went and afterwards what but I did I touch did I pick my son up? Did I like touch my face? And like so then you go through this like anxiety of I can't sleep. You're like hot flashes like, oh my gosh, I made habit and you're like, wait a second. You probably don't you but you could but and that's just been to me the mental gymnastics to play every day. And trying to stay sane is is also just been it's been real tough. I think we we talk to women a lot about like self care, like mental care. What are you guys doing to like make sure you don't go crazy? Like, what's like a self care thing that y'all are doing to take care of yourselves? Honestly, this podcast has helped a lot because we don't see a lot of people anymore. Like, usually you would think you'd go into work, you'd see ten to fifteen people a day, maybe less, maybe more, and, and shoot the breeze. I know Jeeves, you never really hit a quarantine. His his job was essential, so he worked. And yeah. put masks on and stuff. Entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Work this entire time. The only two, like, I don't consider the weekends um, off days because we don't work. So I've only had like two off days, which were Memorial Day, East, or three now Memorial Day, Easter, and then for July third. Those are the only three days that I've had off. Yeah. You, like, are you getting tested regularly? Are you okay? Like, what? <laughs> like, I mean, right? I haven't gotten tested. Yeah. Because, like, okay. we haven't had a breakout at my, uh, what they call campus. We haven't had a breakout, um, but the store across the street had one, and there was one in, in uh, South Charlotte. We had two. So they completely shut down for, like, one week and went in there and cleaned everything up. But, like I said, luckily, my campus has everything. So, I mean, I, I, haven't, been to, I haven't had to reason so what do you do to take care of yourself mentally, like going in every day and like being around it? Like, what do you do to like take care of yourself? I, I just like, like Jacob said, I'm, I go to work and like me and my coworkers, we just communicate, yeah. talk about like, I got like four or five of them that we talk about sports. Um, there was a, there's a guy there that he went, he actually went to my, our high school. So we talk about like old, old memories, like football memories, old, old high school memories that what I went through and what he went through, how the differences and stuff like that. It's just, it's just basically talking, talking to people and keeping, keeping my mind off of it. Yeah. Basically what's getting me through. Absolutely. Like communicating with people. Although people are the ones that give you the virus. It's like what gets you through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's the, yeah. And that's the wild thing about this too, is like you got tested. So you, you obviously didn't have it, yeah. but like, we could have all had it and still not even known. You know what I mean? And, and you can still go through it. And it's like, it's just a weird mind game of, well, would it be better for me just to get it, to get it over with? Because I'm still relatively young. But then again, you still, like, then you see all the stats of like, well, look, a 23-year-old died of it this week. Or a 10-year-old. And you're like, okay. And then it's like, well, it's not just only young people. It's not just only old people. Then it's young people. Then you're like, oh, well, that 23-year-old had like, diabetes and high blood pressure and but then it's like but this 23 year old died and they're perfectly healthy so it's just so yeah 
it's it's just like you don't know what it's you know it's just so hard to figure out. Obviously, you shouldn't be going around to bars and hugging and kissing and touching everybody. That the simple things put a mask on, but it's like where do you start realizing like I also have to try to live somewhat of a life, yeah, and and get something out of it. Or like you said, hang out with your friends, be socially responsible. But obviously not going to a pool party where it's packed with 150 people and, you know, 400 square feet or something crazy like that. Like, he's raged. Like, when I see them on Instagram, I get really, really upset. <laughs> yeah. like, well, what are you doing? You're saying, like, you're working from home till January 1st. What are you doing to not lose your mind? Well, I know me, like, basically, uh, I do a lot of, like, running and jogging and kind of just getting out that way. Um, kind of keep my mind going. I do puzzles and read and when I also get a chance, I'll do video games too. So then, of course, also the podcast, um, which has also been a great outlet. So anytime Jacob pull out, come on, at least for an hour, two hours, however long it is, maybe kind of just step away. Um, but also me also being an introvert, just kind of just being able to keep myself, I'm okay with it. I actually got some new, like, <laughs> lawn furniture last week, like backyard furniture. So, like, I put that out. I spent, like, a couple of days, like, sitting out, sprayed, and put, like, Bugs, candles out, and I just sat out there. I damn near fell asleep that porch because it was a nice little breeze. So, you know, it's, you know, you're kind of able to kind of find, find your, your niche. You know, I know there's a lot of people that are like itching and just like, oh, I got to go, I got to do something, I got to do that. Yeah, you know, I can take it or leave it. So, Duval, actually, I, you brought up a good point because I saw you. I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. You had that picture of you sitting in the lawn chair with your drink and your cigar. Yeah. <laughs> did you take that? Did you set that up, or did you yeah, have? Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if you had a little a little honey come over, a little sweet thing or something. Back <laughs> out, back out. Listen, listen, man. Any picture is gonna sound crazy because I've gotten it. People are like, oh, so who in your house? Like, so I'm always. This is just me. Like, I'll angle my camera and then I'll hit like the ten second thing. <laughs> so I get ten seconds and get it angled, and I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> So, so that night when I had it sitting on like a little table, I had like a little small speaker and I sat it and put it up next to the speaker and the speaker kept it up for me. So, yeah, just me, man. You know, okay. you know if, if, in essence, if you didn't know, you would think somebody else took it. It did. I thought you had, I thought you had maybe, you know, a sweet thing or something come over for a little, you know, whatever, oh, you, you know, your own personal adult, to adult time or something, but. Okay. Well, I will say dating apps in the time of COVID is a pretty harrowing uh, journey. Have you? So have you been? Are you on the dating apps during this COVID time? Not right now. I don't no. know if I have it in me to be like, let's meet over Zoom. Great. Is that your dog? Wonderful. Like I don't know. Like dating is hard enough. <laughs> now I've got to tap into like my career skills to, yep. to date as well. I don't know if I'm up for it. But I do. I know people are doing it, and I applaud them for for reaching out for connection in such a disconnected time. But it, it's an odd thought that it's already uh, like dating a step removed. Like you're already like swiping and choosing someone based on photos. Yep. And then it's like another step removed. Also, don't like let's not meet in public. <laughs> yeah. Let's see where this so, takes us. <laughs> and it's crazy that that you mentioned. It's just kind of like you've got to be extra creative. Like so, like yeah. it's not like you can meet somebody like at a brewery and you can sit and have beers. So now it's like okay, so we either have to like Zoom or. FaceTime or whatever, and kind of have like your own type of kind of like dating scenario, or whatever, whatever you whatever yeah. you have to do. But 
but you know, it kind of, it kind of, like I said, it forces forces people to actually one talk to one another, which is a lot of things like you didn't you had to text or whatever it was. Sure. You actually have to talk to them, and then like if you're in relationships or whatever it is, you're forced to kind of have to like really get to know people in probably in ways that you may not have even had to know them because you know the time away when you're at work kind of separates that ability. You're both at home. You're just you know, here. Kinda, yeah, you're kinda, you know. Oh, I. Really silver lining. That's a really good silver lining. Yeah, I, I, I've said this whole time when this started. If you were in a relationship and y'all were living together or whatever, there's three outcomes. You either make your relationship stronger because you're together every day. You either get separated, divorced, break up, whatever it may be, or you end up having a kid just out of it because you're just spending too much time together. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those three in my mind because. To me, it's definitely, you know, being married for, I think, going on six years. I'm not sure, you know. But it's it's one of those things where, like, you see somebody every day and you just, you realize, like you said, usually when you got work, you got eight hours apart, at least five days a week to breathe, vent somewhere. Not, not vent about your relationship, but just talk to somebody else, do whatever, and kind of miss each other, right? That's a part of a relationship is being able to miss that person. And then now when you're around each other, you know, almost 24-7, it is a very like, okay, let me go retreat to the basement for a couple hours and play video games. You can watch, you can take a nap and watch SBU and we'll reconvene in two or three hours and we'll be, we'll be good to go. You know what I mean? It's just, that is wild to see. The, the basic connector question of like, what do you do today? Like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it too. Nothing. What did you do today? Yep. And you... <laughs> And you throw a toddler into that mix, and it's oh, yeah. it's a it's a whirlwind of just like, do I really love this person? Like that's I mean, you, like you sit there, and you're like, does this? You know what I mean? Like it, it, this is one of those things. You ask those questions, even though you know you do, but you just those mind games you play with yourself because you're sitting on the in the same furniture, same couch. You know, like you said, there's no drive to work. There's you just. All right, let's flip on the TV, and you try not to get it. Like you want to, you have a routine, but you don't want to stick in that same routine because then you end up stuck on a couch all day or whatever. So, like you said, getting up and moving has been a key. Going for a walk, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, Physically getting inside the house, even if I just go sit on my deck, I'm a different person. Yeah. The days where it's just fully been like, I, geez, I know this is no party, you're like out there doing stuff, but when you're when you're just like in your house and that's your day, you're like, is it five o'clock already? Yeah. Does this thing happen? Yeah. Am I here? It just messes with you. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, like the mental strength of uh, of holding on to like this will not always be forever mm-hmm. is something that I really think about a lot. It's like someday this will be different. This is for right now. This is what we have to do today. And sort of like um, a betray you and never ending story. Like just don't sink mm-hmm. into the sadness swamp of the fact that this is another day you're doing this. Like I just remember that it ends. Wow. A never-ending story reference. We haven't had one of those since we broke down the season of uh, Stranger Things. Yes. I love Stranger Things. I think it's coming back at the end of this month, right? Or August or something? Yeah. I have something for Jim Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's, and that's the, the tough part is, is, like you said, all right, I know it's not going to be like this forever, which you can relate yeah. to almost anything you've, like, you know, a lot of times when you're playing sports and you're running sprints or you're running the mile in, in PE class or whatever, you just think, okay, that's how you get through it, the mental game. It's not, I'm not going to be at this practice for, like, it's only two hours and keep it going. There's 24 hours in the day kind of thing. 
But that is but then you go and you flip on and you see people packed out at a club and you're like, Well damn, we're gonna be in this thing forever. You know what I mean? You're like, What that and that's what Yeah. Like and I'm just really pleased to hear you guys talking about it because I, I do get really like, you know, I was in safety patrol when I was in elementary school and that's why I feel sometimes I see my friend's picture. Like, oh, hey, oh, not to like dance at the party. He's like, you're in Florida. Like, can you talk to me about that? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you, you risked it all to go to Disney World to ride one roller coaster that will be there later, but you just had to do it. Yeah. We all agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, to me, the mask thing is just so simple. And it's like, like, haven't you always just wanted to wear a mask on the regular anyway? Like, isn't it kind of like, right? Like you can, like, and now you can get all kinds of different fancy masks. You can get like your favorite sports team or your favorite designer and all this kind of thing to wear. But like, I just, it just, it does boggle my mind to where people are so upset about it when it's like, don't you put on a t-shirt to walk outside you put on a pair of underwear you put on shoes like it's just just think of it like a piece of piece of clothing and it really is not that big of a deal like it to to get that so worked up about something that it's not that big of a deal it's just baffling me but that's the day and age i feel like we're in you know just everybody's got to be mad about something at some point yeah yeah but i'm so happy about staff i think there's a lot of stuff that i people i know like even just the stuff y'all were talking about like being with your family, being able to talk to friends, like taking time for yourself. Like there's small stuff to celebrate that I think gets gets you through those frustrations. Like I know when I sink into the news too hard, yeah. like I get like I have to pull out and do something else. Yep. Like it's just it's yeah. so addictive to like get mad. Yes. And so I think for like the movement, even like Duval, you're talking about with the runs, like just doing something. I just do a lot of like like core workouts in my living room and I know it's like mentally not the same but at least it's something just to remind my body like hey we can do stuff yeah. uh, right I just think the small stuff is what gets us through it and like just even talking about it with each other like yeah this is hard okay but we're all still in so we're gonna keep going mm-hmm. and that's what we can commit to each other like that that's what I think is, is everything these days just the small stuff we promise each other not to. yeah and then, and then the fact that you like mine is always I don't want to be the person that got like my grandma sick and then she died you know what I mean? Like that, something along those lines of like, you know, you'd hate to be that vector point of just like, yeah. oh. They can trace it back to you. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and that's the, you know, that's like you said, it's, it's, like the, it's walking that fine line of like, you still want to see your people and see your family and see your this and that, but it's like, okay. Yes. But I, but I also got to make sure you, you know, you're not one of the ones that are out at so-and-so bar and club till 2 a.m. and it's packed and, you weren't, you know, you were sharing drinks with X, Y, Z or whatever. And you're like, you know, so that's, and that's the balancing act of, of going on with this thing. So. I agree. Yeah. I agree. We'll make it through. And yeah. then like this next year will be like, remember? I hope. I hope. I hope so. I hope, I hope they figure out if there's a vaccine or something because. Yeah. It's, it's getting wild out there, but yeah. All right. ourselves at least eight months through the zombie apocalypse, so. That's up, gentlemen. You got one more to fight through. All right. Fair enough. Way to bring it back. Way to bring the math into it. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, uh, stick around after, Katie, so we can get a photo. Yeah. But, yes, again, you know, 
If you, uh, as you're listening, go subscribe on our SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you may be. We already all said our social medias, but Duvall, I think, finished it off last week. So, Jeeves, how do we send off the podcast? Peace. Peace.